Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke, and this is episode three of a three-part series that we have been working on from interviews that we gathered at this year's, the 2021 LCMC annual gathering that happened October 3rd through the 6th in Hilliard, Ohio. We were able to sit down with some wonderful people. We had a great time at that at the gathering, um, listened to some great speakers, one of which, uh, two of which actually, uh, Jeremy King, and Mike Bradley were on episode 84. You can go back and listen to that. They spoke at the annual gathering. Uh, we were able to go to some great breakout sessions, and we were able to connect and network and make friends with some wonderful people from all over LCMC. That's Lutheran Congregations and Mission for Christ. Just had a blast um, listening, worshiping, uh, uh, worshiping together with other people from LCMC, uh, listening to them speak, hearing their ideas, getting some fresh ideas, getting a, a new perspective on some ideas, and the networking and the fellowship was just phenomenal. And so this is part three of the three-part series that we've been working on, and in this episode, we are going to be visiting with David Blackstead and Stephen Wagner, who are both with Mount Carmel Ministries. Uh, wonderful, wonderful things they have going on there. We're also going to visit with Rod Quanbeck from Ingham Okaboji Lutheran Bible Camp. So uh, both of those interviews, we'll have them back to back right now. Again, this is part three. This is the last part in the three-part series of interviews that we gathered for that unofficial podcast of the LCMC annual gathering. So without further ado, here are Stephen Wagner and David Blackstead from Mount Carmel Ministries. Just kind of go for it. All right. Well, uh, there you go. Uh, here we are for another little session at uh, the 2021 LCMC annual gathering, and this is that unofficial podcast. Well, that podcast is still that podcast, but it is an unofficial podcast well, this of is... Lutheran congregations in Mission for Christ annual gathering in Columbus, Ohio. Or are we in Hilliard? We're not in Hilliard anymore. Uh, we're not in Hilliard we're anymore. Not, <laughs> we're so you not. A, you're sharing in North Dakota anymore. We are not. We're, but, we're definitely not in North Dakota. That's a fact. Because you know, everybody here's got accents. All right, so. <laughs> I'm here with senior pastor, the Reverend Dr. Paul Cross. Yeah, I am. Uh, Stephen Wagner. Yes, sir. And David Blackstead. And Stephen and David, uh, 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 we'll get into uh, uh, where you're from and why you're here, but first I have a question for each of you. What is your eschatological view, and how does your stance on this matter impact your theological views? So eschatological or eschatological? Eschatological. He meant yeah. to say eschatological. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I'm absolutely kidding. The extent kidding. of my word knowledge <laughs> ends with the pronunciation. You know, here's, um, here's the thing. You know, just because you don't know the meaning of eschatology, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> what about you, Steve? I'd say, are we, are we allowed to get a spelling on this word? <laughs> <laughs> I, I told these two that there would be no deep theological okay. questions, so that's why. We have been duped, but that's okay. We have been duped. <laughs> They're not storming out angry. That's a good sign. Still hold the microphone. We're still here. (laughs) So, Stephen and David, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, uh, Would would you mind uh, just giving a a little um, overview of of, uh, where you're from and and what brought you here to the annual gathering? All right. My name is Stephen Wagner. I grew up uh, outside of Chicago the first 18 years of life. Currently reside in Alexandria, Minnesota, the good old Jessness House. Shout out to the Justin's house for still standing. Appreciate it. Um, work at Mount Carmel as a retreat host and also work with the Awaken Project, which is the Young Adult Gap Year program, um, also based at Mount Carmel. Paul Cross was actually uh, a teacher a few weeks ago for us, for our Love students. You. Had a grand old time. Uh, Paul taught on inductive Bible study. It was great. great. So plug for Paul. He does induct- inductive Bible study quite well. Um, but that's what I do. Anything else you'd like me to throw in there or? No, no. Uh, um, 
just uh, how did you how did you get to to be with uh, Mount Carmel? Oh yes, that part's right. <laughs> I was recruited to work at Mount Carmel uh, as a summer staffer in 2016. They asked me to come back in 2017. They asked me to come back as an intern in 2019 uh, because I was the best thing ever. Not at all. I just I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I figured out. I figured out how to make myself useful okay, there. So how and, did you really uh, get recruited though? Because the full story how they, is better. Oh man. Well, okay. We well, okay. Better. I, okay. We, we I, all right. David. Okay. The, the real story Dave. is, so when I took my gap year right after high school with uh, youth encounter, previously Lutheran youth encounter, um, I met a girl who I thought was pretty cool and we started dating. It was a grand old time at the time. Uh, fast forward about March, 2016 and uh, I got a phone call from her saying, hey, some things happened with another dude that you probably wouldn't approve of. Sorry about that. Um, and we split up a few days later. This hurts. Mm-hmm. The reason why that's significant, she was actually recruited to work at Mount Carmel first. And I was going as the boyfriend plus one. And so when we split, she wound up actually sticking back home. She, de- she decided not to go. And I was like, well, Minnesota sounds cool. I want to live on a lake. Why not? So I just kind of went in blind in some aspects and... It wound up being one of the most influential summers of my life, and now I'm still working there. Excellent. So, uh, we have something in common, then. We do. We do. We have another thing in common. Yeah, that was one of them right there. Uh, what's your a, What's your piece? A, a, a Famali type um, uh, attracted me to a young adult Bible study when I was uh, uh, twenty uh, two years, twenty three years old, and I was not going to church at the time, ah. and uh, I, I fell in love. Um, uh, uh, is that where you met the sainted Mrs. No, Cross? Oh, no, oh, no. no. I, I don't want to tell you how old the sainted Mrs. Cross was or how young she was at that time. There, there are crime that there, there, there are laws against that. Even in, even in Virginia, there are laws. Even in West Virginia, there are laws oh, no. against that. So, as I said, she's significantly my junior. At the age of 22, it would have been problematic. No, this was another young lady. But I fell in love, not with her, but with studying Bible, and I've been studying Bible ever since. So, same kind of a deal. She there you go. One of the Bible it worked. Praise God. God, I've, the people on this podcast will be shocked by that. <laughs> the, that podcast, yeah, that podcast. Uh, not, it's not this podcast. It's that <laughs> podcast. Yeah, th- they'll be shocked by that. They'll, they, they don't know that story. So you, you wormed it out of me, Steve. There you go. All right, <laughs> I wormed it out of me. That's <laughs> my, that's my contribution to the podcast, if nothing else. Where but. is uh, Mount Carmel? Yeah, Mount Carmel is in Alexandria, Minnesota, which is. Probably halfway between uh, the sprawling metropolis of Fargo and Minneapolis. Okay. Um, it's about two hours south down I-94. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. On Lake Carlos. On Lake Carlos. On Lake the Carlos. crowning jewel of a 12-lake chain. Yes, indeed. It is a beautiful piece of property. <laughs> okay. And uh, David, how did you get involved? Yes. Um, there were no beautiful women involved. Um, <laughs> my uncle at the time, well, he's still my uncle. Um, he was the, <laughs> he's the program director at the time of Mount Carmel. Um, I think he saw some potential in me to uh, do ministry work there. Um, I I don't remember applying to work there, nor do I remember deciding to work there, but it was maybe decided for me by everyone in my life that knew it would be good for me. Um, So I ended up working there with Steven, and he slowly got cooler. Um, Slowly. No. (laughs) David was already cool. David was coming back from this trip from Brazil, saxophone player. I mean, he was he was definitely the hot shot, and it's I'm really just sitting just over here since since the Brazil tour, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I got to work with Steve in a couple of years. Um, we both finished college and were in graduate programs, and you finished yours. I finished mine. God called me out of mine um, to work at my. Yours Carmel. was a lot harder than mine, to your credit. Yeah, it was. It but was. Still, <laughs> I didn't finish. So um, ended up at Mount Carmel and am now the program director there. So I get to hire um, about 30 for our summer discipleship staff, which is kind of like turning into a truncated discipleship experience, kind of like what a gap year is, but mini, uh, yeah. to kind of give people a chance to do that while not missing a year of college. So Yeah, so talk to me about the gap year program. Who, who's, it, who's it for? What do, you, what do you do during that time? Is there? I imagine there's a, uh, a few-year age range for people. Is that right? Yeah, so it's primarily for young adult students between the ages of 18 and 25. So we ask that you were at least graduated from high school up to, you have to be, the oldest you can be is 25 when you start the program. So in theory, you could, you could turn 26 during the year. Um, it is built so that way someone can 
yeah, take a gap year, whether it's between high school and college, in between college years, post-grad, even a few years after post-grad. Ultimately, if you want to, let's say you've got, you feel like you have a calling in a ministry, you can come do the Awaken Project gap year and affirm that call in ministry. Start to get your, start to sink your teeth into studying the Bible on um, an undergraduate, graduate level. You get to do that with some, honestly, some pretty solid teachers. Shout out to you again, Paul Cross. Um, but some other teachers that are here at the gathering, actually, um, Nate Hoff, who's just a keynote speaker here, he's doing a week on leadership epistles. Um, Dave Wallen, who he just, last week, uh, last week, date of recording this, he did a week on the Synoptic Gospels. Um, so we have people that are coming that are actually, they know what they're talking about. This isn't just some extended Bible study time. Um, pair that with being able to work at Mount Carmel. We ask that our students, they do about 40 hours a month of volunteer labor in exchange for getting to live on site for free. So that's rent, that's utilities, that's internet, all covered in exchange for the time that you work on site. Uh, And then in the springtime, we get to work with regional youth conferences through Quake events. Those are 12 total uh, youth conferences for middle school and high school students across the United States. We go to these events and we help lead workshops. We're doing some production. Uh, Ultimately, we're a high energy relational ministry presence for these students that attend these events. Um, So that way, our students, all this stuff that they learned in the fall, then they get to actually apply it in the spring. And oh, by the way, you get to, all our events, we're going from, I mean, Pennsylvania to Texas, Minnesota, Arizona. We cover the whole country. So it's a really cool opportunity to travel to. And the next time that you're going to get to do that for not a lot of money, you tell me. Mm-hmm. So really, it's, it's a lot of unique life experiences put into, honestly, it's all this throw me throwing all this information at you might sound like it's a lot it's honestly probably a lot slower than you might realize and especially in a culture for for millennials and gen z students that it's just go 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 when's the next time that you're actually going to be able to take a step back and just breathe and have people intentionally pouring into you at a pace that the growth is going to stick and so that's a little bit of what our gap year is designed to do and certainly the, the three students that we have in it right now i mean i was just reading some they I asked them to fill out an evaluation for the month of September, and I did not get any out of a scale of one to one to six on most of the categories. I got nothing lower than a five, so we're doing something right. Nice. So, um, so what uh, um, is it? Uh, strictly one year? Is it nine months? Is it? Can it be more than one year? It's about eight months. Eight, eight months. So sorry if I didn't clarify that. Yeah. So beginning of September to the be- beginning of May. That's the total duration of the program. And can yeah. people do it? consecutive years or is it a one shot one and done sort of deal i would recommend that you only do it one year at the moment just because so after four years of trying to set this up and then launching this this current fall um we don't really have any kind of track right now for someone to come back and do a second year so for example one of the organizations that we partner with the canadian lutheran bible institute they have a track for their second year students to take on more of a leadership role within their discipling program that's it's it's something that if you come back for a second year you will actually continue to grow not just doing the same thing over again if a student were to come back and do our program again they'd more or less get the same thing again certainly i mean could we figure it out for them? Probably. Mm-hmm. But I would, at that point, I'd say towards the end of their time with us, we would start to try and plug them into what's next. You know, is there another opportunity that you feel either called to, or let's look into a trade school, a four-year university, or, if, you know, depending on where you are in life. Okay. Um, so more of just a, a one-year, a break, shot in the arm, and then let's let's get you going on to what maybe you feel more specifically called to. Okay. So, How long have you been doing this for? For like, how long has the, the Awaken Project and the, and the program been? Let's see. I think today would be something like day 34. Okay. this is uh, so it's Yeah, we launched September 7th. So actually not even like day, what would it be, 29? I don't know. Okay. So we've been doing this for about a month. Um, I mean, the, the planning process has been, when I say four years, I mean it truly four years of, a lot of that was just discerning. Is this something that, you know, God is actually breathing life into versus just a, a quick idea that we think is kind of cool in the meantime Mm -hmm. and so it's been cool to see again so talking about that slow pace that over the course of four years I mean this didn't just you know happen overnight that it was recognizing passions it was recognizing needs it was recognizing people getting to come together and see this be knit together um, at a pace that could the glory could only be given back to God Mm -hmm. for how really in terms of people, places, resources, everything was given at just the right time. Um, and so I've been a part of the visionary process all through the beginning and just helping people 
to latch on to our mission, to our vision. Um, our mission statement is simply just be awakened, be disciples, be Jesus. Um, and then aligning that with the needs of Mount Carmel and how the Awaken Project can best, uh, I should say Mount Carmel and also Quake events, that's under the Light Promotions umbrella, how all this truly can come together and how we believe we are being prompted, how we are being spoken to through God's word and each other as to what exactly we can continue in terms of young adult discipleship coming from so what might gap here with youth encounter um, and then getting to work at mount carmel for a few summers i think the the big thing that i've recognized is that there is a there's a certain spirit uh the holy spirit that is alive and well very much alive and well even if you're familiar with youth encounter when that went down in 2016 the spirit did not go with it um, and in a lot of ways, the Awaken Project is seeing that spirit continue on to this day, that the Holy Spirit still is, it's not done with this little niche of people, mm-hmm. and that there's something to be said about continuing on the, the things that work in a 2021 context. Certainly, we, we want to make sure that we're adapting with the times, but at the same time, the, the grace and the truth that is brought by the Holy Spirit, is that's never going to be outdated, mm-hmm. and the Awaken Project strives to embody that grace and truth today. Okay. So. Uh, at Mar- Mount Carmel, you've had uh, uh, Paul there do an inductive Bible study. What other sorts of uh, training or studies or things like that do you? Yeah, uh, Mount Carmel was founded in 1938 by the Lutheran Bible Institute. And the Lutheran Bible Institute, some parts of it are being recreated in the Awaken Project in terms of it was a place that young adults would take a year off from their normal plans or maybe sometimes two years just to study the Bible and learn how to lead in ministry settings, but mostly it was catered towards lay leadership, so people who aren't going to be clergy, learning how to study the Bible, lots and lots of inductive Bible study, how to lead Bible studies to go out to their congregations and be lay ministry leaders. And so that movement gradually grew, um, and they had campuses all over the place. I think, what, New Jersey? So they had California. they had Jersey, California, Minneapolis, Seattle, and then the one in Canada, right. and yeah. one in Omaha, Nebraska, and Omaha, Nebraska. And Omaha, Nebraska. Yep. <laughs> um, and Mount Carmel was purchased in 1938 as the summer home for those okay. schools, so everyone would come to Mount Carmel, and they would take classes. And eventually, those young adults became slightly yes less. They become slightly less young adults and they had families and kids Mm -hmm. and Mount Carmel grew into a family camp. So when the Lutheran Bible Institute or the the school that owned Mount Carmel at the time went under in 1985, we became independent, but we continued to offer those um, classes to families, to adults, to kids, and provide that lay ministry leadership training. And the flip side of that is the, the summer staff or the discipleship staff that we bring in were not trying to let them just be camp counselors, but we're trying to build into them, having them do devotions, try on leadership, write curriculum for kids. So we're trying to do a mini version of what LBI did during the gap year, but just during the three months between school years, um, which is all that a lot of people are prepared to give, at least at the beginning, mm-hmm. because you know, you're supposed to go to college, you're supposed to graduate in four years, you're supposed to get a job, period. So. Well, and realistically, with the way that a lot of college majors are set up today, you're required to do multiple internships for some majors over the course of your summers. Um, so to, and, and then so you just, the gap year is great for someone that can't take the year out. But this, what David's talking about is super cool too, because it can fit, I think, a lot, a lot better into the current academic model that a lot of students face at their institutions. So big fan of that. Did I mention how beautiful piece of real estate Mount Carmel is? <laughs> it is beautiful. I think once. You once. can say it again, though. It is beautiful. You know, I happened to uh, most recent. I was there this summer doing a, a week-long family camp, which is, you know, I, big shout-out to family camp. I know mm-hmm. there are a, a couple of ministries that do family camp and uh, uh, love them all, but they have uh, been asked many times to, to do this. First time at Mount Carmel. Wonderful experience there. Fantastic. Um, but this most recent time, it was right as the reds were being brushed across the maples. I mean, you talk about a spectacularly beautiful time uh, to be there in September. It was just amazing. And, uh, you know, the facility's being updated. I mean, there's some older cabins there, but there's some new stuff there. So it's a, it's a great facility. So just got for, for people that you know, want to do a family deal, it's a, it's a great thing to do. Yeah, I should note that. Um, 
started out as the summer home, but now it is a year-round facility. All the cabins, well, most of the cabins now are year-round winterized, and okay. the lodge and chapel are built to be used year-round. When they built that new chapel, they had a dream of doing something like the Awakened Project. Now, 13 years later, it's mm-hmm. it's happening. So It's happening, and even logistically, too. I mean, I think Mount Carmel, they we have multiple cabins that are handicapped handicapped accessible both our lodge and our chapel are handicapped accessible and it's it's not that it's up around the corner and around the bend but it's it's pretty easy so we're able to cater to a, a really a wide range of people coming to camp it's not just for this particular niche this particular niche but i mean we have people aged nine days old i think remember one we had one somewhere where there was I mean, they're just literally born the week prior mm-hmm. or wow. up to, you know, a wow. hundred and yeah. you pick. Well, we still have um, people that are, they've been there since 1938. They've come every summer. Mm-hmm. So our accommodations have changed from bunk beds to nicer hotel style rooms mm-hmm. that are available for people and yeah. families. So, yeah. yeah. Very cool. So um, how many can you accommodate at one time? Mm-hmm. So because of the awesome family camp nature of our place our capacity changes kind of depending on the number of people in each family okay. so we have about 50 cabins that each sleep different numbers of people um but a very full week if families were average size would probably be around 180 190 oh wow that'd um, be full that's so cool our chapel sits mm-hmm. 300 so yeah. i don't someday we'll hopefully have cabins for 300 people mm-hmm. but now isn't it true that in the summertime there's just regular sunday worship service yes. people come from the community mm-hmm. correct to, to worship at mm-hmm. that mount carmel yep from memorial day to labor day we offer sunday worship and there's some food involved as well isn't there uh yes talk yeah, about the food a glorious sunday brunch the the buffet. one and only mount carmel sunday brunch complete with caramel rolls Nice. Yes. If you come to Mount Carmel for nothing else, come for a caramel roll. Those are fantastic. I'm yes. sure someone's made that comment before. <laughs> yep. Yes. It should be on a t-shirt. You know what? S- some people, you just got to remind them, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Wow. There you go. Come for the word, leave with a caramel roll. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So where can people learn more more about uh, the Mount Carmel or the Awaken Project? You got some. Uh, you okay, guys a couple of websites. We have. We those. do have two websites. Facebook. Yep. Um, Mount Carmel actually has a podcast as well, called the Mount Carmel Ministries Podcast. Very creative. Um, Paul Cross will be on that at some what? point soon. So, well, we I, already I have this recording. Yeah. I go where I'm asked. <laughs> Oh, is he betraying this podcast? Well, sign a non-disclosure, like a, a sort non-compete of is what non, you're non, about. non-compete oh, yeah. agreement. And to make matters worse, he's also on the Awaken Project podcast already. So already, already. Yeah. that one, that episode. Why is, weren't we told of this? Mark is is in the back with his jaw on the floor. We'll send you exactly. every profit from <laughs> Paul Cross's podcast episodes. <laughs> no, I did not. And that one's out already. Um, no, not yet. Mine's not out. Is yours? Mine's out. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was but, number forty or something like that. You're like 53. 50, I'm 53. Yeah. Someone okay. like Those that. Those websites are yeah. mountcarmelministries.com and, and, and www.theawakenprojectmn, as in the abbreviation for the state of Minnesota.com. Okay. What about uh, social media handles? Are you, are you on the Twitter? No. <laughs> we, like, we like being happy too much. Um, <laughs> Mount Carmel does have a Facebook at Mount Carmel Camp. You have a Facebook? I, yep. I think? Yeah, if you search uh, the Awaken Project, we're a green and purple logo, uh, big A with a leaf going through it. Okay. Uh, also, the Awaken Project on Instagram, right. that okay. as well. The big A looks remarkably like the uh, badge for the uh, Star Trek types. Uh, it does. It does, <laughs> which bothers Mark no end, just to let you know that. Mark, Mark is, is, is he's a Star Wars guy. and uh, just, oh, Yeah, just a little bit. A little bit. bit. Yeah. What, what about the podcasts? Where do where can you get them anywhere? You get your podcasts. At? Yep, we um, you yep sold. you can find you can at least find the Awaken Project <laughs> podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Podbox or Castbox. Excuse me. Uh-huh. Um, basically, yeah, anywhere that you probably listen to podcast, it's there. Okay. Um, if you can't yeah. find it, you need a new podcast player. I think. That's <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Yep. Good. And same thing, I think, with Mount Carmel podcast <laughs> as well. Yep. So, yep. Now, um, it's my understanding that uh, that, that uh, you you like jazz. Is that correct? I think David likes jazz like more jazz? than me. I, do you like jazz? Um, <laughs> David likes jazz. I, I I like jazz too. I'll go. Yeah, I'll put we myself both, in the boat. We like jazz. Correct? We both play. Yeah. Yeah. What do you play? What do you play, Stephen? What don't I play? That's maybe a better question. Mm. Um, in terms of when I played in jazz band at high school, um, my band director asked me to play 
slide trombone. Actually, I got to play tuba in jazz band too. That was my main instrument. I did. I got to play a couple of Thad Jones charts on tuba. Those were a lot of fun. Um, but otherwise, last night we or a couple nights ago, we got to stay at my parents' house and played some music with my brothers. And uh, I was doing my best rhythm guitar impression. So yeah. now your brother plays saxophone. Is that correct? Yeah, both my brothers play saxophone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Dave, how about you? Yeah, I have a degree in woodwind doubling. Mm-hmm. Um, so I play saxophone, flute, and clarinet. Wow! In whatever size they come in, at varying levels of public okayness. No, they come um, in size. <laughs> they come in sizes. Yes. I didn't realize that. We got a now, piccolo. You got a flute, tenor okay. flute, a recorder. Flute. I can now, play a recorder. If any of you listening to this uh, need a woodwind doubler for any upcoming gigs, you got a David at Mount Carmel Ministries dot com. <laughs> Shoot him an email. Um, he'd love to come play saxophone any size at your next event. So hit him up. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I didn't know they came in some various sizes. Mm-hmm. Now, I know about tubas, because you've got a tuba yeah. and a three-ba and a one-ba. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So it's the one-bas, the little small ones. Yeah, I the one-bas. That, yeah. That's and then too long. Yep. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yep. There's and tomatoes did, flying did, in from... Did you, did you <laughs> think it was good? Where did you think I was going with this? I was setting this up. And you know, the, and the, and the, horn, that's, the horn that's used uh, in, the, in, the, in U.S. Bank Stadium for the Vikings, that's called a five-ba. That's a five-ba. So, yeah, <laughs> big boy. Oh yeah, I was sort of planning that one for about a minute and a half. Two I, minutes. I appreciate that softball. Yeah. Set it up nice. Oh, good times. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Stephen and David, I appreciate you guys coming on, taking a few minutes, and and talking to us about what you do and and uh, where you serve at. So, thanks for being here. Thanks yeah. for having us. Yes, appreciate indeed. it. God bless. All right. Thank you, Stephen and David. And uh, next, we will have Rod Kwanbeck from Ingham Okaboji Bible Camp. But first, I want to remind you that uh, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, you can find your new favorite podcast, which is that podcast from Atonement Fargo. You can find them on Apple, you can find them on Google, you can find them on CastBox, you can find them on YouTube. Uh, Just search that podcast, Atonement Fargo, you'll find them. You can subscribe every time we drop a new podcast, you'll be able to find it right away. Uh, So go ahead and do that. If you go to YouTube, you can also find past, past sermon series, Bible studies, all the content that we've released since really the beginning of the pandemic. Um, It's all there for you. You can find all of it by searching Atonement Fargo. So like and subscribe. And now enjoy our interview with Rod Kwanbeck of Ingham Okaboji Bible Camp. All right, we are back for another session here at the 2021 LCMC Annual Gathering in Hilliard. Or is it Columbus? I believe we're in Columbus. We're in Columbus now? Because there are no U-turns allowed. Uh, (laughs) Citywide. 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 There's signs as you enter into the, it says, Welcome to Columbus. And then there's a sign, no U-turns allowed citywide. No um, U-turns. This makes for gripping podcast material. Well, I'm sorry, but People really need to know the U-turn uh, status. They, well, we, they should because it uh, came in handy. <laughs> yeah, because we had to make about four <laughs> left turns before we got turned around. <laughs> four right turns. You can't make a left anywhere. No U-turns and no, <laughs> no left turns in, in uh, Hilliard. Not in Hilliard. So uh, this is that unofficial podcast of the LCMC annual gathering. Yes, the Lutheran Congregations in Mission for Christ. Here we are in Columbus at Upper Arlington Lutheran Church. at The Church at the Mill, I think is the name of it. Or was that what it was? I think the, it's something like that. The, the Church at the Mill. Church at the Mill or something like that. Yeah, something. So, something like that. Isn't it the Church on Mill Drive? The Church on Mill Drive. That might be. It, it's one of those hip names. That would be, you know, we could we, do that we with Atonement. We don't have hip names where we're at. We're just Atonement Lutheran Church. Uh, atonement. <clears throat> atonement. Uh, the the church on University Drive. Well, well, I have said that. The, you the, have. The church between the golf course and the vault company. That's but a the, lot it of letters. It doesn't fit a, on the sign very yeah, well. It does not. Rod, you, 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 you used to be you, right next to the uh, John Deere implement, didn't you? Uh, no, no. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, yes, yes, John no, Deere has moved. John Deere has moved. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So we, we better introduce Rod. We, we have Rod, uh, the Rod of God. This is the rod of God. Uh, our our friend Rod Quanbeck. Uh, I'm just just a dear friend, known him for a long time, and uh, we're glad that you're here with us, Rod. I'm very very glad to be here, Paul of the Cross. Paul of the Cross. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we, could, and, we could be the church with the cross. And, and that's right. And, and, yeah. and Mark Soldium is sitting in with us as well. Uh, we, have, we have dispossessed DJ and Sarah. Yep. And uh, so they'll be, as, as um, Dana prophetically said. Mm -hmm. She did say She it. did say this, that having Ryan and Paul go off to uh, Columbus by themselves without handlers was a horrible idea. She did. She said she that. She said it was a horrible idea. Right, right, was, right in the staff you meeting on record. Prophetic? She, well, yeah. We, you, they, they let the us night do is this. young. The night is young. <laughs> <As> they say. <laughs> yeah, we've already got a head start. So, yeah. It's going to get better, huh? It's going to get better. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but we're glad that you're here. It's, yes. it's, uh, and, and we've been uh, having a great time with folks here at the annual gathering. But, Rod, we want to tell us a little about yourself. Uh, you're at... Um, uh, uh, Okaboji, Ingham Okaboji Lutheran Bible Camps in Iowa. And, uh, but tell us how you kind of got into the whole Bible camp thing. Tell us about yourself. Uh, let us know what, uh, what, what goes on at Ingham Okaboji as well. Well, thank you very much. I'm uh, thrilled to be here with you. Sure. And uh, really uh, also thrilled to be involved in Bible camp ministry. And, uh, and it started a long time ago for me, uh, back when I was a youth. Mm -hmm. And uh was able to go to Bible camp and yeah. uh, as uh, watching my older brothers grow up and go to camp, it was like the one week of the summer I realized I might not have to haul rocks on the farm because <laughs> I, I could go to Bible camp. And uh, besides that, they did look like they had a lot of fun and came back with new friendships and in uh, a nice tan. What's, and, your, uh, what's your favorite part about Bible camp? I don't have to haul rocks. <laughs> no rock hauling. That's a pretty all. common answer. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it was something I looked forward to and uh, was thrilled to get to go to Bible camp as a seventh grade boy. Wow. And then since then, I have only missed one year. Wow. One summer of my life not getting to go to Bible camp. And uh, that was also a great summer, but I was home on the farm in North Dakota mm -hmm. uh, because my dad had six bypasses that summer mm -hmm. and uh, my brother and I got to run the farm for that summer. Okay. Where's but the farm at? A little place called Mackville, North Dakota. Oh, yes. yeah. Not many have heard of it because there's uh, a little bit off the beaten path. But mm -hmm. there are more than a few people there named Quanbeck. There are many, many Quanbecks. There are yes. not as many as there once were, yep. yeah. uh, but many in the Cheyenne River Valley south mm -hmm. of town. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But... Uh, Went to Bible camp, and uh, actually, uh, it was there a couple of years later that uh, there's really uh, some scales that fell from my eyes spiritually. Mm -hmm. uh, suddenly, I realized how much I needed Christ, mm -hmm. even though I'd grown up in a great Christian home. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really a time of, uh, of uh, being of a rebirth in many ways mm -hmm. during that uh, week of Bible camp. And, uh, and since then, many times, it's been a place of renewal. But then I kind of forgot about that as far as I never thought really about working at a camp. But when I was a, a freshman in college, mm -hmm. Moorhead State University, someone I'd met. Go Dragons. Gave, yes, Go Dragons, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But that one, one uh, weekday, someone called me, and they were across the cemetery, the Prairie Home Cemetery there in Moorhead, Minnesota, mm -hmm. at that other college. Uh, and uh, they the said you should come over here remain unnamed well no. you know we can name it if we want well, you know, the colors that you're wearing look suspiciously like the ones that they they have it, that's true that is they, they, that yeah. is suspicious i wonder how that happened yeah, i couldn't tell you but a place called concordia college they're over there recruiting summer staff and uh, a gentleman named Corey Beertness was there oh my trying oh. to fill his first summer of hiring staff as a bible camp director he said you should come over and visit me so I did, and uh, I left with an application that got filled out pretty soon after, and I joined uh, the summer staff there and have been on camp staff ever since. You know, wow. now that he mentioned Corey Beardness, I think we're obligated to possibly have Corey on the podcast here. So oh, you should. We really should. But well, uh, we'll, we'll see if our people can get in touch with his people. Yeah, I'll have our people do that, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So so, so during during those times that in this this – and we, this can be off the record if you want to. Did you ever steal a beanie? Well, you know, I I still have a beanie in my possession. <laughs> Aha. But I I really I never stole it. I'm not sure how it ever ended up in my stuff. So it was you, not purloined. You, you, so, uh, you acquired it? I somehow acquired it. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. The purloined beanie. That's that's right. <laughs> the purloined beanie. I I did one time the probably the 
Strangest thing I did on that campus over there for the Cobbers. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm, I'm not sure I want to know this. Was uh, this makes for, who opened this can of worms? <laughs> this makes for good. Surround the bell right tower. Here. You what? With, surround the bell tower with some other uh, musicians from Moorhead State University, and sing the dragon fight song, <laughs> right there. Okay. Right, yeah. right there at the center of the heart of Concordia. That's right. Absolutely. Don would be it was, proud. <laughs> this part of my introduction to the Moorhead State University Choir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fantastic. It's about as crazy as it got. And, and so you've been with Okaboji ever since then? Actually, I was with another camp called Park River Bible Camp. Okay. At that time. And was there 19 years as their director. Which is in the North Dakotas. And that's in northeastern North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And then 14 years ago, I uh, came to... Okaboji and uh, Ingham Okaboji Lutheran Bible Camps, and we're thrilled to be part of what God is doing there. Mm-hmm. Some great, it's a great camp, uh, two camps actually, in Northwest Iowa. Okay. Um, Okaboji Lutheran Bible Camp is, we believe, the oldest Lutheran continuously operating camp in the United States of America. Wow! Mm-hmm. Started in 1924, and uh, so we're. We're edging toward that hundredth anniversary. Yeah, do the here. math there. Yeah, you were getting yeah, mighty yeah. close. Yep, Very and cool. uh, and then in the fifties, another great camp got started by the Norwegians. Okay, uh, about uh, twenty miles away, yeah. called Ingham Lake Bible Camp. Yeah, yes, uh, that's right. The Danes, the Danish Lutheran Sunday School Association. Uh, I believe these were the Holy Danes. They I'm uh, well, I'm pretty sure they were. Danes. Yeah, the, 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 yeah. the happy Danes and the holy Danes. Some, some, some would say they were not quite as happy as some yeah, others. Yes, exactly. Who, who let Paul on this? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going, Rod. Keep going. Yes. And um, <laughs> this is this is where it gets bad because we feed off each other. Okaboji was begun by the Danish Lutheran Sunday School mm-hmm. by the Danish Lutheran Sunday School Association as a Sunday school teachers camp. They were very concerned that their Sunday school teachers would be equipped to teach the Bible well to their kids. And so they sent their teachers to a week of camp to study and be prepared. There you go. And uh, they were also invited to bring their families to that Mm -hmm. camp. So the very first camp at Okaboji was a family camp. And we continue to have family camps as the majority of our camps in the summer at Okaboji still today. Six weeks of our summer, our family camps. In fact, Paul of the Cross is one of our uh, one of our favorite family camp speakers. Well, I, I think it's because of your mother-in-law that I go there that much. I think she likes me. And uh, you know, it's it's <coughs> no secret uh, if your name comes up that she is she very appreciative I've been scheduled, of your teaching. Yes. God bless her. She checks on uh, well, when you're on the schedule. Well, Absolutely. I've, I've been blessed to be there. I, I consider it one of the high honors and the high blessings of my life. I've been uh, speaking there since 1995 and um, uh, doing the math there. That's 26. I'm, I'm scheduled for next year. But it's, it's one of the most amazing things. My kids, who are adults now, uh, and I had, a, well, uh, they well, got there ahead of their dad. They, huh? they, they got there. I tell you what, they're ama- they're, They love coming there, and my kids um, uh, just think it's the greatest thing. And, and still, as adults, um, they love going, and they think it's a great thing to do. At family camp is just amazing. So uh, we're we're blessed. It's uh, really a blessing to watch families come to family camp. Yep. And uh, and have great times together, as well as 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 individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think one of the f- most enjoyable surprises is to hear from fathers, probably especially, mm-hmm. who said, you know, I came to camp because I thought it'd be good for my kids. Mm-hmm. And it was. But somehow I realized I needed it too. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're often speaking about a time of some uh, spiritual growth in their lives that really God intended to bless them with. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't see it coming. They thought they were going to just be there and watch their kids yeah. uh, grow up and grow in faith, but they themselves had that same experience. One of the great things about Okaboji Bible Camp and the, and the method that they do family camp is the whole idea of service to the family. Uh, it is, you, you feel like royalty there when you're going. It's just an amazing thing. Uh, the counselors, uh, the staff, top to bottom, it is a, 
uh, a service-oriented program. You feel fantastic. And the fact that they have uh, uh, something for everyone is great. And, of course, the two hours of power, uh, uh, that's always fun to, to do. And What's to the, uh, don't leave us hanging now. What's the two hours of power? Well, they play an Australian rules football song to start it out. <laughs> uh, and that should probably give you some idea what happens next. Uh, but... Uh, uh, it's uh, well. Rod, tell us about two hours of power. Well, the, after breakfast we have a chapel service, and then uh, two hours of power immediately follows that, and it's a time that we uh, we actually divide up by uh, age groups, and have different teaching times and recreation times, and uh, a snack and crafts. So those four things for all of the youth and children who are there, uh, separated by age group, and and our counselors are there. Uh, leading those activities and leading those uh, children and youth in those activities. But the adults then look forward during that two hours of power to two hours of uh, really focused teaching mm. from our speaker of the week. Okay. And uh, that's where Paul Cross has been there uh, every two years and, uh, and is one of those that are, is, is really appreciated as someone to speak into the lives of the adults. So they get time away from their kids mm-hmm. uh, and that they're specifically focused on growing and learning and uh, becoming uh, greater disciples of Christ. Mm-hmm. Is it a year-round camp? It, it is a year-round camp. Okay. Yep, we, uh, we have camps and retreats year-round. We have, of course, a smaller staff during what we call the retreat season. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as an off-season. We want to make that really clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our retreat season is pretty busy. We have weekend groups at camp. Right now, we figure about 45 ye- weekends of the year. Oh, wow. So very few weekends that are not filled in one way or another. Okay. And then also, uh, even during the week, in fact, we just finished a September that I think there were only four days that we didn't have guests at camp that we were serving. So uh, that was a... a extended summer in some ways but wow how many uh how many people can you accommodate at each of the camps we have about 250 beds at each of the two camps and uh at okaboji those beds are set up in a a little more uh, comfort level uh, so people stay either in family cabins or in uh, family lodges where the rooms each have their own bathrooms and they're a little more comfortable than our Ingham Lake Camp, which is really built more for youth camps in a more traditional model. That's got like the bunks and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, well, we do have some bunks in both places, but okay. uh, but it's Ingham Lake is really set up as uh, individual cabins and a central bathhouse, and okay. a couple of our cabins there now have bathrooms as well, and that's convenient for some, but the majority still are uh, using the central bathhouse model. Okay. Uh, Tell me about a. Uh, do you have a neat success story or a neat uh, uh, neat story of of maybe somebody who's come in there and, and it, like you know a lot of times like my kids never want to go to camp. Um, do you have any stories like that of uh, this kid didn't want to come and now they've come every year? Or maybe they're even on staff there. Who knows? Hmm. Yeah, I think there probably are are a lot of stories like that. I'm not sure which one to pick. Uh, How about Andy? <laughs> and Andy's story. Andy's from uh, from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Andy is a is a great story. Yeah. Andy came with his uh, really with his aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. and um, and he had come from some pretty tough things in life, to say the least. And uh, came to camp, and it was a place of uh, of really spiritual awakening. And uh, thankfully, uh, the week at camp was powerful, and so was his return. Mm-hmm home where his aunt and uncle continued to just uh, build into his life. Mm -hmm. And so he's been a transformed young man with a deep love for the Lord now and uh, comes back every summer to family camp. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Um, Craziest thing happened. Um, You talk about the reluctant pastor. (laughs) Um, uh, Every Thursday night they have communion service. It's family communion service. And I get up there and I do my thing and I and I say the things that I normally do and it's funny you don't think about the stuff you normally say I always give the uh, invitation I said uh, all baptized believers are welcome to come to Lord's table and um, Andy is kind of crying he says well I want to come to the table but I'm not baptized and uh, so I 
<laughs> have this conundrum here. I, I said, uh, well, you know, uh, well, let's talk about that. And I said, well, Andy, do you know what baptism means? He says, yes. I said, do, do you think your parents would mind if I baptize you because they're not around? And so I had him call his mom up I'm just to make sure that I wasn't doing something. Here I'm trying to do everything in my power not to let this happen. I mean, I'm being the biggest you know, blockhead you could possibly be as a pastor. And then I'd say, you know, Rod, do we do this stuff here? You know, because I, I don't want to upset anybody's protocol. He said, yeah, it's, I guess we do this stuff here. And so we go down to the lake, and all the, Andy's a, a teenager at the time, mm -hmm. and all the teens that are there just kind of gather around him. And we take him out in the lake, and it's twilight, and we baptize him in the lake. And we come up to the shore and all these kids gather around him and are like this giant ball of humanity just dancing and jumping and dancing and jumping about Andy's commitment and Christ's commitment to Andy in baptism. Amazing, amazing situation. It was positively New Testament. And I practically did everything in my power to try and stop that. Uh, just because I'm such a bonehead uh, sometimes. Uh, and it was uh, a thing, and it, it, it really reflected my life. And so every time he comes back, he says, you know, he wants to know how, how, how it's going. And, and his aunt and uncle, are, every year they come back and we talk, and it's just kind of one of the coolest things to see what, what was going on in Andy's life. It, it's powerful, absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, there are many other stories that are similar to that. And Pastors that's being, a family camp being story. Yeah, exactly. That's especially yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Another, uh, God another often youth works camp in, story. God often works in spite of us. Yeah, that's uh, true, uh, especially in my case, yes. that's for sure. I'm going to go ahead and do this anyways. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's right. Another uh, a youth camp story is a story of Amy, who, uh, who was invited to come to camp. Mm -hmm. uh, she had never, she wasn't involved in the church. Mm -hmm. And, um, and for actually first was invited to come to church by a friend and she came a little bit but her family hadn't been involved in church and uh but she came to some youth group things and thought well this is kind of nice people are nice to me here and um and she came a few times and then they said well we're going to camp this summer why don't you come with us and so she decided she would come to camp and at camp she realized that she really had no understanding before of a god who loved her and had uh, eternal life in mind for her and uh, and she came to trust in Christ, Amen. And uh, and receive Christ as her Savior, and it began a relationship uh, for a lifetime mm -hmm. at camp. And uh, and she went back and continued to be involved involved in that youth group, and uh, grew in faith. And so it was awesome that that church also continued to feed her spiritually. And then she came back another summer, mm -hmm. and then she actually also started talking about not having a baptism uh, as part of her spiritual journey mm -hmm. and wondered if she could be baptized at camp. Mm -hmm. And uh, we told her, well, we'd like to talk to your church. So we talked to her church. Then we talked to her parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, they said, yeah, that'd be okay. Mm -hmm. And in fact, uh, they talked more about it, and they came to the baptism oh, at wow. camp the next year. How cool and is that? It was very, very special. And not only did God work in her life, but they realized as she came home and talked about how this important uh, spiritual growth was in her life, they realized, you know, we've been missing out on something here. Mm -hmm. When we uh, were married, we decided to uh, kind of not be so involved and, and especially not force this religious stuff on our, on our kid. <laughs> uh, but then when she grew up and grew in faith, they realized we are missing something too. And they had a rekindled faith in Jesus themselves. Very cool. Pretty great stuff. Well, that ripple, you know, that, that ripple effect, like there, or, or the story with Andy, you, you think of the, the other kids who were there and saw that. That's a story for them for the rest of their life, too. You know? Yes, it is. It, they still talk about it. It's amazing. It's really fun to see them uh, also rejoice in times like that. And Amen. know yeah. these are really powerful times of God's Spirit working in, in people's lives. And That's great really stuff. Neat. Of course, camp is also full of lots of fun. Mm -hmm. We uh, we love to have fun at camp in all kinds of ways. 
There's the famous games like Bonkers. Bonkers, that's, yes, absolutely. That's a favorite at camp. What it's, about Foursquare? Do you have Foursquare? We there? do have actually no Foursquare anymore, but we have Nine Square in the air. No, oh. no Foursquare in the Metrodome. That's uh, nine, nine <laughs> that's Square. Okay, Nine that's Square right. in the air is way more fun. It's that a lot takes of fun. it. That yeah. takes it up it's, a notch. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> do you have yourself and, one uh, of those Octoball things too? Our kids love we that. We do church. have Octoball. Oh yes, yep. that it's is like, constantly it's a busy. Great game. Yep. And then being on two different lakes, uh, West Lake Okoboji and on Ingham Lake, all kinds of aquatics. Really enjoy the swimming and the canoeing, the kayaking. Water follies. There are uh, water follies. Are some great contests. Yes. Water Water Olympics. Uh, we we don't have what we call water Olympics, but it's probably similar. The water mm. falls is probably very similar. Very fun. Yeah. Very fun. Water falls. Yeah, absolutely. Do you do any, uh, any what do they call it, ice plunges or, or uh, ice water plunge? What do they call them? Not we with have, me present. We don't have a polar bear <laughs> plunge. Polar bear plunge. Uh, there you go. At least not at the present time. I can't say that it's <laughs> never happened, but uh, I wasn't there if it was, if it did. I will not be lured there, that's for sure. <laughs> For love nor money? No, <laughs> no, no, no. We have some other uh, little little faster uh, opportunities on the water, too. We do some tubing. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, really? Behind speed boats oh, yes. that are fun. And uh, and also we have a couple of big inflatable uh, playgrounds at each of our camps. Uh, How far away are they from one another? They're just about 20 miles apart. Okay. Yep, on Ingham Lake near Wallingford, Iowa. And then on West Lake Okoboji in the little village of Wapaton. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Do not speed <laughs> in Wapaton. So, Rod, if there are, you know, uh, say college-age members that, of our church or anyone listening to the podcast that might be interested in, in, you know, some camp experience, are you looking for staff this coming year? We are looking even now. little yes. softball pitch for you there. Absolutely. <laughs> we, uh, you know, working at camp is a tremendous experience. Hey, I had two years at camp. And it was uh, great, wasn't it? I, I love it. And I, I th it, uh, it made a difference in my faith life. It made a yeah. difference in my career going forward. Um, yeah, it was, it was pivotal for me. A lot of people say they made lifetime friends. When they worked at camp as well, some of their best friends, even decades later, yep, were friends they gained while they worked at camp. Yep, definitely. And uh, we would love to have people uh, come and check us out. In fact, uh, we have a website that's got a, an address. I'll even mention it if I can. You, you, you www.okoboji.org, and then if you go slash apply, It'll take you directly to the uh, place Excellent. you can Excellent. look for a great place to spend a summer. So I, I can't speak for your pay rates, but I do know that that uh, when I was in college, uh, let's just say uh, I I didn't take care of any student loans by working at camp, but the eternal rewards were something amazing. It's very similar still today. Yes, I, <laughs> I, 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 I very similar. I suspect the it eternal might be. rewards are great. <laughs> Well, you know, there's also there's it's, also it's what we call an an investment in your future. <laughs> that's but, right. but there Mark, you go. There's, right. The, there's the collateral mm -hmm. benefits. There's also this matter of I think they call it purpling uh, that they forbid. Uh, but it is a, a case where you know various uh, people meet there and uh, make other relationships for the rest of their lives. That's true. Uh, not just relationships with Christ, but other sometimes relationships with other friends. Yeah, other friends. Yeah. Well, and and yeah. sometimes you might find a spouse along the way. No, don't, you you uh, never oh, know. Oh my! <laughs> you, you never know. You might become friends and later turn into a spouse. Yeah, yeah later. Not, not right. official. None of the purpling I, during not camp. A, we, we're, not, we're not purpling during camp. That's, that's yes, right. Indeed, that's that forbidden. was frowned upon, yes. Uh, it's it, forbidden. It's forbidden. <laughs> this, is, this is the law accusing. Oh, man. There, uh, another great uh, advantage, though, of uh, working on camp is you mentioned it made a difference for jobs for you. And we had uh, a number of staff just recently uh, last Christmas, we had a uh, we had online reunions actually of each decade of staff that had worked at camp. Oh, amazing! And it was so fun to hear from staff alumni. Uh, lots of the benefits of working at camp, but many, many, many of them said, "I learned this skill at camp that I've used at my job ever since then." And some of that was re relation to people. I learned to play guitar at camp. There you go. Yep. All kinds of skills. Maybe people wish that I would have spent a few more years <laughs> learning how to play guitar, but uh, you, know, you never know. We, we don't have an upper limit on uh, hiring summer staff, so you can come <laughs> All right. play guitar for us next summer. Honey, I'm going to be busy this summer. <laughs> you know what? Uh, people do come from a long distance. 
to come to Ingamokaboji. I, I want to mention that as mm-hmm. well. Uh, we have uh, about typically about a three-state area that people come to youth camps, mm-hmm. but family camp people come from at least 12 states every summer. Really? That's great. And, uh, as far east as Connecticut, mm-hmm. as far southwest so far as uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, wow. the Phoenix area, lots of Phoenix area people actually, and uh, Texas. Well, you know, if you're in Phoenix. There's uh, no northern limit either unless you get to the Canadian border. If you're in Phoenix during the summer, the best thing to do is head north. I'm sure that's true. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But we wow. uh, we definitely look forward to people coming from all over the United States, and we usually bring staff on from other countries as well. We a have lot kind of Australians. A, a lot of Australians. We do have maybe more Australians than any other country that's, besides and, the United States. That's the uh, two hours of power uh, music. That's uh, that's right. For those of you who are wondering, that is, and look it up online, uh, uh, on the YouTubes, you can go to the Port Adelaide I don't know what the name of the team is, but uh, I think there's some sort of raven or something like that. But it's the Port Adelaide fight song. It's it's quite inspiring. You'll find it pretty easily, yeah, I it, think. Yeah. yeah. So or Australian rules football. It's a great game. Yes, I remember one of your Australian counselors said, um, you know, Australian uh, Australian rules football is a lot like American football, only played with real with, men. That's right. <laughs> Which for them means without pads. Without pads, yes, exactly. Yikes. Yeah, that was... He took great delight. He also, he also was concussion a rates fan. might be a little higher in that country than yeah, exactly. as well. He also was a Holden fan instead of a Ford fan, which that's where he and I ended friendship. Oh, so, yeah, it's so, all over. So, then, huh? Bathurst, that all sort of stuff. We won't mention Paul's name. Will no, we? we won't mention Paul's oh, okay. name at all. <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. Are you guys on any social media, Facebook or? We Twitter are. Or? We are. Yep, we are on. Uh, on Facebook and uh, occasionally on some others, but not as often. Okay, mainly so Facebook. Mostly on Facebook and, okay. and our and our website as far as opportunities online to connect. Can you say that again? The 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 uh, uh, website. Oh, the website is uh, is www.okoboji.org, and that's for both camps, Ingham and Okoboji. Okay. But uh, we like to help people remember our camp name. If you think. Okie dokie is rhymes with okaboji. Yeah. So O K O B O J I. On our way down here, you were talking about the uh, was it the mission statement or the 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 slogan for the year? It, our, well, we were talking about our summer theme. The summer theme. And, that's uh, what it was. We do have a different theme for each camp. Some uh, each camp season. So that means for us a summer theme, and then a, a fall theme for our fall recharges, and then a spring theme for our spring recharges. Okay. And but also we all of our themes are built around our mission statement, which is pretty simple and straightforward: to know Jesus Christ and to make Christ known to all. Nice. We have a really strong focus on believing Christ is the center of all that we do and want to share, and uh, and really is the greatest need to be shared with the world. Very cool. One, cool. one other thing I want to add here. This is totally geeky, and Mark's going to scowl at me. Is this one for free of charge? No, this one's free of charge. Okay. But I don't know if you're into lumber. If you're into lumber, you need to go to Okaboji because in the, in the, the, the dining hall, the floor of the dining hall is really old, <laughs> but you have never seen clear pine like that. They've got a clear pine floor in the dining hall that is just, you, you just don't find lumber like All that All for the glory of God there. All to the glory of yeah, God, there's, absolutely. There's but wood, it's amazing. There's a wood floor to the so, glory of God so right there. So if you don't come for anything else, you can come for the wood floor. I'm telling you, somebody out there listening come is for the a, wood lumber, floor, a lumber Gain nut. a relationship with the living <laughs> That's Christ. right. Well, he created it after all. Yes, he did. <laughs> It is I, a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful floor, original to the building. It is original is, to the building. It's o- almost 100 years old. That's so. cool. It's coming close. It's getting close. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there yeah, you go. Excellent. That's right. Well, Rob, we, we have a, a bunch of summer staff, actually. We look for about 75 summer staff each summer. So uh, uh-huh. so don't think your neighbor already filled the one spot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Think about uh, 75 connecting. between the two locations. Between our two camps and then our day camp teams. That's great. Which uh, partner with churches to lead vacation Bible school-like experiences in the summer. Very cool. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. So, All great, right. Great fun to see God at work in people's lives in all kinds of ways. Yes, it is. So, well, Rod, thank you for coming coming on and visiting with us about uh, Camp Okaboji. 
It's a great privilege to be here to share with you about Ingham Okaboji Lutheran Bible Camps. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Rod. You betcha. Thank you. All right, thank you, Rod. A lot of great things that they have going on there at Ingham Okaboji. And so, as sad as it is, that was the last interview that we have in this three-part series. It was a great time. It really was. It was wonderful to meet some new people. Um, most everyone that we interviewed, um, uh, I have not met before, so it was great. Um, we did interview Mike Bradley on an earlier episode of that podcast. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, but other than that, these were people who uh, uh, Pastor Cross knew, um, but I did not know. And so it was wonderful to get to know them. It was wonderful being at the 2021 LCMC Annual Gathering just a wonderful time. Great ideas, great speakers, great breakout sessions, great fellowship, a great community, a really great community. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us for this three-part series. Again, if you're in the Fargo-Moorhead area and you're looking for a place to worship, we are here for you. 4601 South University Drive in Fargo. We have a tradition service at 9 a.m., and a modern service at 10.30. If you're not in Fargo-Moorhead, you can find those at atonement.live, atonementfargo.org, or on YouTube by searching Atonement Fargo. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can find all of our past uh, sermon series, uh, episodes of that podcast, all of that at YouTube. And so um, from the LCMC annual gathering this was that unofficial podcast thank you for joining us and join us next time for another riveting episode of that podcast <laughs>